Section 10 of Mostly Boys Short Stories by Francis J. Fennish J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Children of the Snow A Carnival Story It is a wild afternoon in early February. The last rays of the sun are shining faintly upon a wild stretch of bare level land, bare and level but for one solitary tree which stands alone, gaunt and grim, flinging out its naked branches to the eastern wind in seeming mute protestation of its loneliness. The sky, save in the west, where it is still blue and open, is of a dull leaden hue. It frowns down upon this open level, desolation frowning upon desolation. The sun's rays throw some little relief upon the nether gloom, but even their light is wild and weird, the light of a stormy sunset, and as it dips below the western rim, the shadowy form of the twilight steals apace over the scene, while her coming is heralded by a sudden dropping of the heavens in feathery flakes, which, falling in many swaying motions, lent to the last gleams of the dying day a pensive beauty. Softly fall these pretty messengers of the sky, eddying about in an elfin dance, as they find their way wearily to the dull gray earth and charm it into sudden splendor. Faster, thicker they fall, gathering strength of number with the deepening twilight, till a solitary desolation becomes beautiful with the radiant wedding garment of winter. Solitary desolation! Is there not a sound of silvery laughter upon the silent air? And who are those that walk along this tract of desolation? One would think they had come with the snow, dropped down gently from above, from some twinkling star of a fairer clime. Hand in hand they walk, a little lass, clothed all in white, a little lad, his black coat shining with snowdrops. The girl is as beautiful of face as of dress. From her hair, rising in rich luxuriance over her forehead and falling in wavy masses below her shoulders, there sparkles a precious jewel. It sparkles bright and beautiful, but is a mere beauty in comparison with the light that shines from her eyes, beautiful, deep, dark eyes that look out upon the world and all the sweet innocence of a life made up of love and goodness and undoubting confidence. Her face is of a rich olive tint, and every feature is delicate, regular, and noble. About her shoulders is thrown a cloak, soft and white, as the frolicking snow. Her dress, too, is of snowy white, varied by no other color than the pearl necklace about her throat. Singularly like the girl is the boy, his complexion a shade deeper, his eyes a shade darker, and taller by several inches. His great coat, spangled by snowdrops, is thrown back, revealing his ruffled shirt, from the bosom of which gleam two jeweled studs, and a bright-colored silk handkerchief about his neck. The incongruity of their situation does not seem to dawn upon them, for they are laughing and chatting in silvery tones which should charm even the silence. "'Aren't they nice, these pretty snowflakes?' says the little one, speaking in Italian. "'Yes, my Teresa,' answers the boy. "'They are very beautiful indeed.' Won't Papa be surprised when he finds us out here to meet him? Surely, that is, if we do not miss him. You see, when I proposed that we should come out to meet him coming home, I didn't think that it would begin to snow. That's so, said Teresa. If it begins to fall faster, we may not be able to see, and then our little trick to please Papa may fail. You know the way, Giovanni, do you not? Oh, that's no trouble, answered Giovanni evasively. All we have to do is to walk straight on. We can do that no matter how hard it snows. And besides, added the girl, Mama can see down through the snowflakes just as easily as though it were not snowing at all. Doesn't it seem long since Mama went to heaven? 
it is long teresa she's been happy for why it is just one year tonight since she kissed us good-bye and told us that she would wait for us with god yes giovanni and she told us not to cry and to remember that we should all soon meet again here teresa dashed forward and began catching the snowdrops in her little hand as she moved lightly among the falling flakes she looked like a perfect creature of the snow but even as she flitted about as airily almost as the circling crystals the air grew denser and denser till there seemed to be a thick white curtain shutting them off from all the world teresa hastened to regain her brother's hand looking up earnestly into his eyes she said giovanni do you think we shall get lost giovanni answered the question after a moment's pause but in that pause there came a change over his life and character a change so complete and startling that it is nameless he had never known a trouble never encountered a danger but now he realized it at once he and teresa were alone in a snowstorm upon a vast prairie with nothing to guide them to safety and shelter teresa he answered we may get lost but i'll take care of you do you trust me my little sister and giovanni bent his head and looked anxiously into teresa's eyes the sister for answer threw her arms about his neck and kissed him then with a mighty responsibility upon him giovanni pushed forward remember teresa this is carnival the last day to-morrow will be ash wednesday am i not dressed for carnival answered teresa oh wasn't it beautiful the year before last at rome you remember giovanni yes indeed the corsa was like a picture out of a fairy book when you and i and mamma and papa sat upon our balcony and threw confetti upon all the gay people below didn't some of them look funny exclaimed teresa her eyes gleaming with the pleasure of memory such queer masks why there was one with a donkey's head and he brayed just lovely he was so like a donkey yes and then the race wasn't it exciting to see the horses come tearing down the corso and the people with faces like barrels and the funny-looking fellows with caps and bells and the shepherdesses running out of the way and shouting and screaming and then the pretty banners from all the houses and the damask and streamers and the pope's colors and giovanni mio our bright blue italian sky above it all ugh he wasn't a bit like this ugly american sky yes but our sky never sent us such pretty snow as this said giovanni that's true said teresa and giovanni just after the race do you remember the little girl and boy who dressed so beautifully who sang and danced beneath our balcony and papa threw them a piece of gold in answer to this giovanni carolled a pretty gay air redolent of the carnival oh cried teresa clapping her hands that's the very thing they sang i'm getting cold giovanni let's play we're in rome and the carnival is going on with which the girl took a few steps forward and swinging her arms above her head as though she were playing upon a tambourine moved through the steps of a dance fairy-like in its grace and beauty while giovanni with fuller voice a beautiful treble brought from a land where voices are sweetest and art is a heritage even of the peasant carolled forth a song so sweet and light and gay you would think it had come from paradise and heedless of the snow and dying light the little one more than ever like a child of snow and air pirouetted gaily about in a witchery of motion that brought the carnival spirit upon the little singer who catching her hand joined her in beating the whitened earth with light feet till the two dripping about in perfect abandon to the sweet melody still carolled forth by the brother 
rivalled in grace of motion the whirling messengers of the air ah said teresa stooping to the ground and seizing some snow in her delicate hands here are our confetti there and she tossed the snow in her brother's face with a light laugh the brother ended his carol and returning the charge the two were soon engaged in a mimic warfare giovanni said teresa when after their mock hostilities she had regained her breath do you think we shall meet papa we intend to teresa though perhaps now that it's snowing we may miss him he may pass us by but god is good we'll find him to-morrow where did papa go he went to see a man who lives in the country twelve miles farther on about important business when papa settles that we are going back to rome dear rome and the blue sky and the high palaces oh how i wish we'd meet papa we'll meet him soon my sister poor giovanni poor teresa their father had met the man with whom he had important business and was now lying on the plains with his face turned to the sky you're getting tired my dear one said giovanni half an hour later noticing that teresa was moving on with difficulty i'm cold giovanni and i'm sleepy ask god to send papa ah cried giovanni here's a place to rest this tree here my dear one put your head against the trunk teresa threw herself wearily upon the snow giovanni wrapped her up cosily about the shoulders are your feet cold teresa a little giovanni it's nothing giovanni threw off his coat no brother put it on again i don't need it teresa you must not giovanni and teresa's eyes filled with tears of entreaty oh i've a splendid idea cried giovanni throwing off his jacket i don't need my jacket at all i don't suffer from cold much giovanni resuming his coat wrapped his jacket snugly about the feet and stockings of his sister as he was doing this he noticed that her eyes were closing and his heart sank teresa teresa he cried what giovanni she answered opening her eyes and smiling sweetly teresa my dear little one said giovanni in soft tender tones you mustn't go to sleep before you say your prayers oh dear no hear me say them giovanni and at once the child assisted by her brother took a kneeling position and repeated the sweet words learned from mother's lips teresa continued giovanni i want you to say one more prayer with me as an act of the love of god and i want you to try and love him when you say it as much as you can i'll try brother and together from their innocent hearts they poured the prayer which such souls as theirs may best interpret aright now little sister i'll watch good night my giovanni how i wish it was morning so i could see your dear face good night and teresa's eyes closed wearily no sooner was giovanni assured that she was fast asleep than he took off his coat and tucked it tenderly about the little form the little man he was only nine shivered and shook as the cold blast beat upon his frail form thus rudely exposed but he cared little could he but save the gentle life under his charge the snow was now beating down in rougher mood it was sharp and biting giovanni drew out a handkerchief and placed it lightly over the upturned face then kneeling beside his sister he prayed and shivered presently he grew faint and fell beside the quiet form he was still brave and hopeful take me god let my little sister live 
then bringing himself close to Teresa, he withdrew the handkerchief from her face and kissed her thrice. The sweet eyes opened, and the lips parted in a smile of love. "'Good night, Giovanni,' whispered Teresa. "'Good night, Teresa.' And as he spoke, her eyes closed again, his head sank beside hers, and cheek to cheek they took their rest. The sun rose next day upon a land all clad in white, clad in white as far as the eye could reach, save where beneath that lone tree two faces, fixed in beauty, lovely in innocence, appeared above the snow in the mighty calm which mortal life knows not. They were found that day, but no one learned whence they had come. They were called the children of the snow. Their carnival had begun. End of section 10